Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be together tonight. Lord Jesus, your name is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth. Jesus is Lord of all. We thank you for your grace and mercy given to us. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for salvation in your name, Lord Jesus, and that we can ask anything in your name, and you will do it for us. And so we thank you, Lord, for the blessing of celebrating and praising and following you and learning to live as followers and disciples of Jesus in this world of despair and darkness. We pray that you might help us to be the light that we ought to be, the salt that we ought to be, as you have called us to be as followers of Jesus. Now, Lord, tonight we pray that you might bless our time together in your word. <clears throat> there are some things that we need that you have made clear to us from your word. There are things we need so that we might be the faithful disciples that we should be in this world. We pray that you might open our minds to these truths tonight. We've had a whole day of distraction and other kinds of situations. Now we pause as we do each week and we pray for one other person, especially that's on our heart tonight. So with our heads bowed, as you think about that one person the Lord's bringing to your mind, let's pray for that person. Heavenly Father, we present the person that you put on our hearts, all of us in this room, those who are watching and are joining us electronically, we pray for that person tonight. We pray that the Lord Jesus would be close to them and that they might, if they're not saved, might come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If they are saved, that they might walk in victory and joy in Jesus. We pray, Lord, for them that they might have your best, even if it comes through hardship and difficulty. We pray that you might do your work in their lives, your complete and full work in their lives. We pray for the United States of America. We pray for the world. We pray that you might accomplish your purposes. We know you will in your own time, in your own ways. And so tonight, Lord, we ask that you would help us as we learn about the importance of alertness watchfulness. May we come to understand this critical truth in our lives and how it helps us spiritually. So bless now our time in your word and this fellowship we have together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, can, you, can you folks turn this up a little bit? I don't know if you know where those controls are, but anyway, if you can. Can everyone hear me in here okay? Everybody can hear me okay? Good to see you all. If you have your Bibles, find two places. I want you to find your place, first of all, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And uh, that's where we'll come back to our key verse. But I also then want you to find your place in Matthew chapter number 26. And those of you who are watching tonight, God bless you. We're glad you're here uh, with us. Uh, we miss you being with us uh, physically, but we understand that. We pray the Lord's blessings on you. And we hope that you'll enjoy this time together as we continue to consider the things we need in our spiritual life. We've been talking about this subject for a long time, but I believe it is important for us to maintain uh, our consideration of this truth. There are some things that all of us need if we're going to be faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Last week we talked about the need for courage. The need for courage. And we read that uh, final verse in those uh, amazing chapters in John 14, 15, and 16, where the Lord Jesus said to His disciples, These things I have spoken to you so that in Me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. So we talked about the importance of uh, this need for us to live with courage, spiritual courage. Today we talk about watchfulness or alertness. You know what all of us need? We need to learn how to be spiritually alert. So we read these, these words, familiar to all of us who are here tonight, most of you listening. You're very familiar with your Bibles, but I, I, I want you to pick up with me Matthew chapter 26, uh, and beginning in verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. Matthew 26, 36. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face, praying, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and pr prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing and once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand, and while he was speaking, behold, Judas came up accompanied by a large crowd. So the Lord Jesus three times found his disciples sleeping at one of the most historic, significant times of the Lord Jesus preparing himself, demonstrating complete, complete submission to the will of God and to the cross. And these men slept through it all. Luke, in his account of this, says they were sleeping. They went to sleep because of sadness. Whatever was the cause of their sleepiness, they missed the agony of Gethsemane in the Lord Jesus. 
Paul, in writing to the Corinthian church at the end of uh, 1 Corinthians, he's, he's, uh, is, he is very thorough. He dusts, dusts up on a few matters and talks about those who are coming and going, talks about Timothy coming, uh, talks about Apollos coming. I'm now in 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verse 10. Uh, if Timothy comes, uh, encourage him, is what Paul says. And and, if, and Apollos will come, but he doesn't have an opportunity right now. And then he changes abruptly to say to them this exhortation. It's the one I give to First Baptist Church tonight. To all of you. Because all of you need to hear this. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. And then Paul goes on to say, let all that you do be done in love. Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit be our teacher tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you picked up the outline tonight, we're going to be talking about this thing we need. Sometimes it's called watchfulness, but I'm going to use the word that's perhaps easier for us to understand and that is alertness. You know, it, it, uh, I've, I've told this story many, many times, and I love him dearly. Uh, Troy Martin in our church, uh, one, of our, uh, one of our good men, serves in our county. Um, and um, he's a peace officer. And one day I was sitting at the never-ending uh, signal lights in Dixon. I think we'd been there about an hour, but it probably wasn't, but it seemed like it. And Troy, uh, when I got home, called me. He said, did you see me? I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. He said, Pastor Mike, you have to learn to be aware and alert to your surroundings. It's good advice, isn't it? It's better to be alert when you drive your car than be distracted with your phone. It's better to be alert uh, about the conditions the doctor is speaking to you about when you go to have your appointment. It, it's better to be alert to, to recognize that you don't put on two different kinds of clothing. That would be an embarrassment. I don't know how many times Pat sent me back to the room. No, that's not going to work. Go back and try again. Alertness. Or it's the old preacher saying, because I've seen it all my ministry life, it's better for you to be fully asleep than half awake. The reality is that the majority of us are not living as alertly in our spiritual life as we should. And because of that, you fall into sin. You yield to temptation. You're not prepared and ready for those things that are coming. You see, we're to be a prepared and alert people. God's people are to be prepared and alert. I'm asking you tonight, are you a, are you a sleeping saint or are you an alert saint? You have to answer this tonight. And oh, it's very important for you to answer this question tonight. I don't want to waste your time, nor you waste mine. But as your pastor, I see this danger all around us. That's why I believe Paul 
ends after all these amazing things he said to the Corinthian church who had great gifts and abilities, but they had some real problems. <clears throat> At the end of his first letter to them, he says, Be on the alert, Corinthian church. Stand firm in the faith, Corinthian church. Act like men. And he was talking to the men and women. He's using a phrase here. And then be strong and do everything you do out of love. So I want to go through this tonight and talk about it. Do we find ourselves, rather than being on the alert and being watchful, <clears throat> are we like the apostles, asleep? Asleep. Unaware. Unable. Ill-prepared for what comes on us. We're always surprised. Why? Are we surprised? It's because we lack alertness in our spiritual life. So I've, I've given you four observations if you have the outline, and, and I'm just basically taking verse 13 and taking it piece by piece. Alertness is essential for spiritual victory over the flesh, the world, and the devil. Alertness leads to resistance of the flesh and the world and the devil, and alertness leads to bravery, courage, like we talked about last week, against the world and the devil. And alertness leads to strength against the world and the devil. So I want to take you through these and then make some uh, final observations and we'll, then we'll, we'll be on our way. So let's think about this very important question of alertness. You see, the word, the, the Greek word that Paul uses here, and I try to spend a little bit more time technically with you all that are study with me on Wednesday nights, <clears throat> you, you're, you're able to know these things. The New Testament is written in the Greek language. This word alert is a word that has really, I've, I've given you all three of the primary meanings because it's hard to pick them apart. They all fold together. Alertness, first of all, means to be awake, keep awake. Alertness, secondly, means to give careful attention. Alertness also means to be cautious. If you were in the military and you ever had to be on guard duty, you had to be at your post and you had to be alert, and you got in real trouble if you slept at your post. If you're in charge of something at your job and you've been given a responsibility to watch for something to happen and you don't do it and you neglect it, you affect your business. If you're not watchful of your little children, when they're little tiny preschoolers, They'll eat anything, won't they? Off the ground or wherever they find it. You have to be alert and pay attention to where they are at all times. There's not enough safety locks. There's not enough security that you can ever take your eyes off of your children. Alertness as parents. Alertness as Christians. Wake up. Give careful attention. And be cautious. Alertness brings about cautiousness, not fearfulness, cautiousness. And all of these things matter so deeply in our spiritual life. First, the opposite, spiritual sleepiness. What does Paul say? I've given you the verses. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6. So then let us not sleep. Paul's writing to the Christian church at Thessalonica. I'm saying it to you tonight. Let us not sleep as others do. There are some asleep in their sin. And there are others who are asleep in their carnality. They've gone back to sleep. But let us be alert and sober. Let us be alert and sober. 
Romans 13, 11, Paul says it again to the Roman church. Do this, knowing the time, that it is already the hour, not the day, not the week, not the month, not the year. It is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. It's time to get up, Paul says. Church, it's time to get up. It's time to wake up. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The coming of the Lord Jesus is closer now than it ever was the day you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So to be alert is to be fully awake. To be alert is to be careful and attentive to your life and to, your, to the things we'll talk about tonight. To have careful attentiveness. It is being awake, it is being attentive, and it's being cautious. Paul says in Ephesians 5.14, For this reason, it says, quoting from the Old Testament, Awake sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He's speaking to those who need to be saved. Wake up from your sinful slumber. Sin puts you to sleep. The world rocks you to sleep. And then what does the Lord have to say to the church? What does the Lord Jesus have to say to the church even before the end of the first century as He speaks to the church in Revelation 3? Wake up and strengthen the things that remain, which are about to die, for I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. The message is this, be alert, wake up. Wake up. Do you really, are you aware of what's going on around you in this spiritual world in which we, are you aware of what God is doing in the world around you? Are you aware of the wickedness that abounds? Are you aware of the activity and the schemes of the devil? Are you awake? Are you awake? So I want to pause for a moment and look at the characteristics of spiritual sleepiness. I was reading this afternoon uh, to remind myself of these things, and it was a, an interesting phrase that Paul uses in Hebrews when he's talking about, uh, in about the middle of the book, I'll just, I'll just get over here quickly to it. He was talking about, about those who fall away who are never saved, and, and uh, they, they, they get an idea about being saved, but they don't really save. This is in Hebrews 6, but then he says, But beloved, we are convinced of better things. This is Hebrews 6, 9. Beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you and things that accompany salvation. Though we are speaking in this way, for God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward His name in having ministered and still ministering to the, to the saints. And we desire that each of you show the same diligence. In other words, love God and love other people and minister to Minister to them. And then he says, so that you will not be sluggish, but imitate though, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Are you a sluggish saint? I'm not describing your physical condition tonight. There are a lot of things that cause us 
at various times, you know, from, from the, the medicines we take to the conditions and the emotions we're under to make us physically have to go to sleep. I, I'm talking about your spiritual condition. Are you spiritually asleep tonight? Or are you spiritually sleepy? That keeps you from being spiritually alert. You see, those who are spiritually sleepy are unable. When you're asleep, there are some things you're not able to do. You don't hear. If, if you're, uh, if you're uh, like some people when you sleep, you don't hear a thing. Even if they're playing music and everybody in the room's talking, you, you don't hear a thing. You're unable to hear spiritual truth when you're spiritually sleepy. You're unable to overcome sinful actions when you're spiritually sleepy. You can, you can by the Holy Spirit crucify your flesh and get rid of those things that dog you, but you got to do it every day. But if you're not aware that you have these, these uh, tendencies, these fleshly tendencies that will rise up, and if you're not watching for it, It'll, it'll capture you and you'll sin again. You'll yield to the flesh. Unable to hear. <clears throat> when I'm asleep, I'm unable to do some things. When I'm physically asleep, I'm unable to do some things. When I'm spiritually asleep or sleepy, I don't hear the Word of God. Whether I'm reading it or hearing it preached or hearing it taught, I don't hear it. When I uh, am spiritually sleepy, I, 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 I'm overcome by sin. I'm unable to overcome it, and I'm unable to focus on spiritual practices in my life. I'm sluggish. I can't pray. I can't read the Word of God. I can't worship. I can't do ministry as I should to other people. I'm sluggish and sleepy. I'm suffering from spiritual sleepiness. I'm unaware when you're asleep, you're unaware of time. What's the story of Rip Van Winkle? That's the way a lot of people are. They, they wake up, it's like, what in the world's happened? The whole world's changed. Been a lot of Christians asleep. All of a sudden, you woke up during the COVID and found out that people live in sin and people die. Where have you been? Where have you been? There's unawareness when I'm asleep. Unawareness of the times and the conditions of the world. Unaware of my own spiritual condition, whether I've got a cold heart or a lack of desire to seek God and to love God or I've gone back to flesh and the desires of the world. I'm unable. I'm unaware of the times. I'm unaware of my spiritual condition and I'm unaware of what God is doing in the world in the midst of everybody saying that everything is a mess and it'll never be better. Only man can make it better. Unawareness. Unable, unaware, and finally, when you're asleep, you don't, you're not concerned about anything but sleeping. Unconcerned about spiritual condition. There's no concern about it. The sleepy, the sleepy saint just lets, just allows the weeds of sin to grow back up in their heart. And then they wake up one day and say, My, I'm far away from God. I never used to think like this and act like this and do these things. Where have I been? What have I done? You've been asleep. 
unconcerned about the spiritual condition of the world. Doesn't break our hearts that every day, millions upon millions of people on this planet go to a devil's hell. Doesn't concern us the brokenness and wickedness of people around us. We're spiritually asleep. And we're happy to be asleep. So this matter of alertness comes to help us have victory. Victory over the flesh, ourselves, and our sinfulness that still remains in us. The world and the system that pushes on us, demands us to conform. You feeling any of that today? You've got to conform. You better line up. You better do what the world says or there are going to be consequences for it. Line up. We know what's best for you. Line up. You better watch out how many people eat turkey at your table. You better line up. That's what you better do. You better line up. Or there'll be, there'll be a price to pay. And of course the old devil. Roaming around seeking whom he may devour. Sleepy saints are a great target for the traps of the devil. Paul goes on to say, Stand firm in the faith. Alertness leads to resistance. If I'm alert of an enemy coming into my house, I'm going to resist them. If I'm asleep and the, 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 the robber comes in, I'm, I'm, uh, first of all, I'm unaware. I'm unable to do anything and I'm unconcerned in the sense I'm asleep. The robber's coming in. The robber. And so what do we do when I'm alert? It leads to me being strong or having a, an ability to resist. That's what needs to happen in the Christian life. That's what I do in the world. That's what I do as a follower of Jesus. I resist those who tell me, you can't talk about Jesus. Yes, I can. I'm going to. You're not going to stop me. We resist those who say, well, you know, you can't read the Word of God. You can't tell people. You can't give Bibles out to people, as a, many of our Gideons are told. Yes, I can. I'm going to do it. You can't meet and go to church. Yes, I can. I'm going to do it. Resistance. Not only resisting the devil, but resisting conformity to the world. I'm going to live for Jesus and glorify God in my body in this world that presses in on me. I'm going to stand firm in the faith. Notice it's spiritual resistance. Church, we must learn to resist. We must learn the principles of resistance our Lord taught us. This matter of alertness and resistance. The early church understood alertness and resistance. But the old American church is somewhere, somewhere asleep. We've gone to sleep in the light. Paul said in Romans 5, 2, Through whom also you have obtained your introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in the hope of the glory of God. You see, when I'm saved, I'm introduced to the faith. The Lord Jesus brings me to God and introduces me into walking with, by faith, and I now stand by faith in God, in the Lord Jesus Christ, standing firm against the devil's schemes. What did Paul say? Ephesians 6, it's famous. Put on the armor of God. Why do I put on the armor? You see, a soldier puts on his armor 
Sadly, our police put on armor. All of those in security put on armor because they have to be alert because of those who would come and attack. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. It's resistance. I'm going to resist these schemes, these traps. Standing firm is what we do in evil days, and we're in them. Days aren't getting better. We know, we know what the Word of God tells us about the decline of our world and the darkness and the wickedness in high places in these days. The Lord Jesus is coming. We are at the end. Standing firm in evil days, therefore take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist in the day, an evil day, and having done everything, stand firm. What do we need to be in the church? We need to be spiritually resisting the evil one and the world systems that demand conformity and tell us we cannot declare Jesus Christ as Lord or speak in His name. Stand firm in maturity and an assurance of the will of God. Paul was talking about Epaphroditus in Colossians 4 and how he prayed for his brothers at this church. He'd been a part of this church. He was with Paul. And he said he prays for you day and night that you may stand perfect. That's what I'm praying for this church. For all of you listening to me, all of our unseen people all around, that you may stand perfect and fully assured in the will of God. If I'm awake, I can resist. If I'm asleep, I'm overcome. That's why we need to be alert. Alertness leads to bravery. I'm not going to spend any time here. This phrase, act like men, isn't an offense to women. It is the idea, it's a phrase Paul's using from his day to call for bravery. Be brave about it. Quit acting like a bunch of scared people. The Lord is on your side. The Lord is on your side. Can you feel what I'm saying to you? The Lord is on your side. Act like men. Stand up. Be counted for the sake of the gospel. It is time for the church to wake up. Bravery in the face of our afflictions. Oh, the COVID. Yes, be brave. Be brave. I'm not minimizing the importance of this pestilence. I've spoken to you about it for months, almost a year. But be brave in your afflictions. Bravely accept the circumstances you are in, whatever they are. Bravely resist the devil. He, look, it's what I said to you last week. It's A.W. Tozer's great old book. I talk back to the devil. Do you? What are you scared of the devil for? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm not afraid of the devil. The devil? Bravery says no to the world and to the flesh. And yes, I will follow Jesus. And finally, alertness leads to strength. Be strong. Be. It's your state of... Are you tonight living with power in your life? Romans 4.20 
Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Who are we talking about? Father Abraham. The man who learned to... He believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. You see, if you don't waver in unbelief, you grow strong by your faith in God. 2 Corinthians 12.10, When I'm weak, then he's strong. That's when the strength of God comes. We've talked about this in detail. Ephesians 6.10, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. That's what I do. I'm alert. I'm aware that God is strengthening me as I resist and as I'm brave for Him in this world. And 2 Timothy 2.1, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So now, what do I have for you? The way do I, how do I apply all this? Well, there are some things I want you to remember tonight. We've looked at the text. We've tried to look at some observations about it. But I, I have these number of things that I, and I want to get to uh, the daily use section because it's really important for us to apply. And not only to apply it, but oh, what are we going to do about this? Well, number one, alertness is readiness. For whatever we face as believers in the world. Tomorrow morning, if, you, if the Lord allows you to wake up tomorrow, why don't you wake up in the morning and in your prayer time, ask the Lord to give you alertness spiritually to what's going on around you. I fear that some of you are so sleepy, you're not aware of any of the dangers spiritually around you. You're unaware. You're unaware of it. You take more precautions to lock up your house and all of your junk than you do to protect your heart. Alertness is readiness. It is going to come. Oh, our blessed Lord. What did He say to us? We read it last week. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have trouble. Are you ready for it? Some Christians act like they're shocked when trouble comes. Alertness is readiness for whatever we face as believers in the world. Secondly, careful self-examination keeps your heart awake. You see, I, I can't examine you. See, this is what ju people who judge other people do. They, they look at them and try to judge them and evaluate, do, do a, an examination of them. This is part of what this word alertness means. It means careful, as I gave you earlier in the definitions, it is careful attention. They watch everybody else and what they say and do, but they don't really look much at themselves. My responsibility is to carefully search myself, to do self-examination that is, look, if I really examine myself, it's going to wake me up because I'm going to start seeing attitudes, thoughts, Behavior that I know is dishonoring to God. It's going to wake me up. It'll help wake you up. But you have to be bold enough to look at your heart. What's really going on inside of you tonight, my friend? Are you willing to look there? The world can put you to sleep spiritually, I promise you. Sin has a way of doing the same thing. You get in the routine and you just... Gradually go to sleep. Oh, the world, if you conform, you just can sleep away. Resistance to the world, the flesh, and the devil is essential, and alertness leads to cautiousness. And when I am alert, I am strong. So what do we do? What do I do? What do you do? 
Number one, watch the condition of your heart. Here's the way the Lord said it. It's a strange phrase in Matthew 16, 6. Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. You know what it was? Hypocrisy. Does that ever go on in the church house? We act a game. We even say the right words. We even know a lot about the Word of God. Boy, the Pharisees and Sadducees did. They were complete hypocrites. They said one thing and did another. The Lord Jesus said on repeated occasions, the Pharisees sit in the seat of Moses. What He was saying is they sit in the place of being the teachers. Hear what they say when they're teaching the law, but don't do what they do. Hypocrites love to be seen for their religion. Hypocrites question everyone else's motives, but not their own. Hypocrites never look at their own lives. Oh, leaven, it grows. It'll, hypocrisy will take you over. The Lord Jesus said, watch out. You want to be alert for something? Watch out that you don't become a hypocrite. Hypocrisy is alive and well in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch for the activity and attacks of the devil. What did Peter say? 1 Peter 5.8 Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Do you ever get alerts on your phone? It's the most annoying thing in the world, isn't it? I'm about to go to sleep and that thing goes off. Why do I get a weather report every 10 minutes? I, I have no idea. And somebody please tell me how to turn it off. I have no idea how to turn it off. Be alert. You have an adversary, and he doesn't like you. He's a real adversary. The people you have at church that are not your best friends aren't your adversaries. Your lost neighbor is not your adversary. It's the devil who's your adversary. Be sober and be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around. He always sneaks around. It's his way. It's been his way from the beginning. He prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You better watch out. His activity and his attacks are real. Are you awake to that? Do you understand that in your spiritual life, that when you walk with God, you're dangerous to the devil? Watch for sources of temptation. What does the Lord say? Matthew 26, 41. Keep watching and praying. This is the passage I just read. That you, are not, that you don't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is our battle. Spiritual sleepiness is because of our flesh not being crucified. The flesh doesn't want you to be alert. The flesh just wants you to go easy, halfway. It's the halfway model of being a Christian. I'll do half of it. I'm not going to be fully in, I'm just going to be halfway. Halfway Christians. The flesh, want, the, the flesh always takes the road of least resistance. I love you. I'm trying to speak to you as your pastor. The flesh wants to take the road of least resistance. The reality is I have to watch for temptation. That means there are certain things I can't listen to. I can't read. There are certain people I can't be around. There are, there are certain things I cannot do because they pull me in. They entrap me. And you see, I'm to watch out. 
I'm to watch and pray. I'm to watch and pray that I might not enter into temptation. And I must watch when I'm praying. Are you alert when you pray? Here's what I mean. You start to pray and you're spending time with God and then the most horrible thoughts come to your mind. You're praying and your mind takes you to a place where you start thinking about what you've got to do the rest of the day. You're praying and you're completely distracted. Do you pray in, with alertness? With awareness of the condition of your heart and soul? Paul said in Colossians 4.2, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I'm not fully prayed unless I'm thanking the Lord as I pray and watching and praying and praying and watching. Alertness. Watch the way you live. Ephesians 5.15 Therefore be careful how you walk. Be careful. Remember we said alertness is cautiousness? Be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Are you watching the way you live? We watch our children where they go. We watch our grandkids and what they, where, where are they at? What are they doing? You watch yourself. Do you know where you're going? Do you understand your daily routines and schedule? Is your routine itself, is the routine of your life causing you to sin. I'm asking you, are you awake spiritually? Are you living with alertness and awareness and watchfulness? Or have you completely gone to sleep, unaware, unconcerned, and unable to do what God's called you to do and watch for the return of the Lord? Oh, the sleeping church. Therefore, be on the alert. Therefore, be on the alert, the Lord Jesus said. I'm going to say it again. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But He is coming, even though the sleepy church doesn't even think about the return of the Lord. All we think about is how to get back to normal in the world. If we truly had a glimpse of heaven and understood the glory to come, we'd be ready to get out of here right now. But we don't. We're earthy. We're tied to this place. And we can't get it out of us without the power of God. Some of you are going to thank me someday, listening out there or here, that I talk to you as your pastor about alertness because some of you will stay out of trouble because of it. Some of you are going to come back and say to me, I should have listened. I hope you will. But you see, every person in this room has a responsibility. Be on the alert. If you're a Christian here tonight, I read again as I close, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on the alert. Be on the alert. I think Chris Stockman came back. Be on the alert. He knows what it means to be on the alert as a, as a police officer. 
Be on the alert, church. Wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time in the days in which we live to do the work that God's called us to do. Wake up. Be alert. Get busy. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. I'm not backing down to anybody who pushes me around anymore. I'm not doing it. Word of God, and we thank you for the blessing of your word. We thank you for the truth of your word, and it helps us tonight to be challenged to, to live as alert Christians, to live as your people in watchfulness and being alert. Bless our time together, and may the Lord Jesus give us wisdom. May we be doers of your word, not hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bonnie, would you come on down here? And Chris, you and Kelly, come on down here. The Stockmans are coming. Bonnie is coming tonight. Bonnie, how old are you now? Nine. You're nine years old now? Or no, you're not nine years old. Yes, sir. That's unbelievable. Miss Pat, look who's here. Bonnie. Bonnie's coming tonight to share with the church and all of you who are listening that she has prayed to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and she's making her profession tonight. Anybody want to say amen to that? Yay! I was nine years old too. i never forget it. So if you join me in welcoming her based on her profession, would you say amen? amen. And I know all of you listening say amen. Praise the Lord. Bonnie's going to be right here. Say a word to her on your way out. And... It's been a great way to end church tonight. Amen? Amen? What a blessing. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. Heavenly Father, help us to be alert. Help us to be awake. Help us to serve Jesus. Thank you for Bonnie. Bless her in the days ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>